Hello, everybody. Thank you for joining us for the latest episode of TNC's Down the Wire podcast. My name is Claire Tyndall, and I am Head of Managed Services at the Network Collective. And we have an extremely topical subject on the agenda today. So I'm delighted to be joined by Adrian Joyce, who is TNC's Head of Consulting and has lots of experience in the area we're going to be talking about. So, uh, Adrian, hello. Uh, would you like to take a minute to introduce yourself to? Yeah, hi, Claire. Uh, as you say, Adrian Joyce, Head of Consulting at the Network Collective. I've been in the telecoms industry 27 years now and almost to the day, I think, uh, 10 years at TNC. So um, a lot of experience with this topic. Uh, cost savings is something I take to my heart, both personally and in work. So very pleased to talk to you for a few minutes on this subject, Claire. <laughs> so what Adrian is referring to there is he might have a, a reputation for holding the purse strings of his wallet extremely closely. Um, today's topic is all about, and I'm sure it will be dear to everybody's heart, probably um, very much not a laughing matter, unfortunately, these days, but it's cost saving. Um, so it's something that obviously we're all having to think about on a daily basis um, with rise, rising costs in our personal lives, but we're also seeing it increasingly across our clients um, and really all the organisations that we talk to across the industry in terms of how can they save costs? And particularly in the telecom space, where can cost savings be made? I mean, um, I've already touched on a couple of things there, Adrian, but this is an especially sensitive topic at the moment, uh, the hottest of all topics with with our clients. Um, and of course, I guess, um, you know, all of our, our UK uh, enterprise contacts, I'm sure people will know the, the reasons, but why particularly in the telecom space is this such yeah. a, a pressing issue right now? Well, economy, 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 really. Um, mm -hmm. It impacts uh, many of our customers in different ways. So if we take, uh, I don't know, leisure and entertainment uh, customers, obviously they're looking at their client base affected by cost of living crisis. Um, and therefore, are they going to uh, retrench their spending, uh, reduce their spending? Um, and therefore, those organizations are looking, how can they mitigate that? Um, other customers of ours, highly leveraged, they may uh, be facing increasing costs for uh, their, their interest rates, etc. So again, they're impacted. Um, and just generally, the economy is uh, obviously uh, being affected by significant headwinds. Um, so I think the next few years, most organizations are looking at, well, how can I cut my costs to deal with this these issues? As you said, uh, rising energy costs is another aspect. Uh, again, some organizations face that more than others, but it's all interrelated. It's how that impacts their customers, how that impacts their suppliers. And of course, the suppliers being impacted, suppliers of telecom services, they're facing rising energy costs, big issue for the telecoms companies in particular. Um, but again, their consumer base is being impacted. They're looking at how they can protect themselves. Added into all of that, you know, with some of the uh, telecoms companies, we've also got uh, industrial relations issues. So strikes and calls for increased wages. Um, so, yeah, very difficult times for, for many of our, our customers. And this is therefore a topic of, of great interest. Yeah, hugely. And I think it's come at the worst time, really, because for a lot of our clients, um, they were already struggling with internal challenges. So I think uh, a few things that I can think of. I think mostly when we speak to infrastructure managers and 
um, heads of IT, they're always just had a finance director come or a CFO come to them and say, find another 10%, find another 10% saving. And now you've got that, the pressure on that even more. And it's at a time when the estate's probably in a lot of um, massive flux. Um, for instance, you might have the real estate change offices might be shutting, hybrid mm. workers, um, also new technologies coming to the fore um, increasingly. So you might be going through a network transformation, a network redesign, um, or a new way of approaching um, contact center with your customers, uh, because that will have changed dramatically as well. So I, I don't know how you feel, but I can really see a situation where everything is in flux at the moment. And in the middle of all that, you've now got the economic pressure as well. Yeah, you've, you've got the retirement of old services, the legacy, if you take the, the UK market, legacy uh, analogue uh, services. So, so many organisations have made strides over the last five, 10 years into to SIP. But for some of our customers, there's still thousands of, of PSDNs, ISDNs out there that, that need to be uh, replaced in the coming years. And as you say, the, the impact of, of the post-pandemic uh, homeworking and the pressure on costs Retail estates are, are changing phenomenally quickly. Uh, yeah. I, you know, I'm working with one customer at the moment, um, trying to to secure a renewal. And every few weeks, it's oh, actually no, we're going to close that site, or we've closed another couple of sites. We're going to mothball this site. Can we put it onto a lower access technology? Um, you take the mobile space, and it's right. We want to go to contract for a thousand connections, or actually maybe we should say nine hundred because we're going through a restructure. Um, so yeah, pressure's all over the place, uh, and as you say, uh, some of this at the wrong time in in terms of post-COVID um, legacy technology demands to change that technology at the same time as all these economic headwinds, difficult times. Yeah, so in terms of all that flux um, that's being created and all that change within the environment and confusion that's uh, that that's being caused, I know that something the we do see is clients really finding it difficult to get a handle on just basics of what is out there in in their estate at the moment. Um, I see you nodding very much on the, on that front. I yeah. mean, anybody so, listening, what sort of like how do they even start to approach that? Yeah, I mean, just just by way of an example, we talked uh, a few moments ago about PSDNs, ISDNs in the states. They've been left for years because they were ten, twelve pounds a piece, and it was more effort more cost than it was perceived to be worth to to actually look at that in detail now they're under pressure because those things are going to be retired they need to be replaced um and and it's just horrific the the, the inventories are are often years out of date um uh, again on mobility we see this with uh, devices handed from one person to the next and it's three generations of that that role or that department's phone that's been passed down the line or that number at least um so it, it, it it's often a big mess and you have to get to the heart of it there is nothing worse than paying for something you don't use or you don't need so finding out that that device has been you know, was with someone who left the business seven years ago. That's horrific. And that's that's multiplied across the estates and across different service towers. Um, so I think that's one of the core things that, that 
I would want to get across today, and I'm sure you would, is actually understanding what your estate should be and yeah. getting it to look like that. You know, that's the biggest cost saving you're going to make is not paying for something that you don't need. Um, and you can get into different levels of that. It's very clear. A mobile device that was given to someone who left seven years ago, ter terrible, but that's very straightforward. But then you get into uh, uh, the next level of detail once you've cleaned the estate in terms of, well, actually, you're paying for five gig of data, for example, on mobility. But actually, are you using that? Are you actually paying for stuff that the business never uses? And, you know, for some businesses, it's uh, an insurance policy and it ensures that there's no overage and, and you can budget for it. But actually, in these times, maybe it's time to look at that and go, actually, we only need two gig. All right, we'll buy three just to have that safety net, but we don't need to buy five. Um, and the same is true to a lesser extent across other services, but licenses in, in call centers, for example, is probably a good good uh, alternative. WAN access circuits, yeah, it's probably less money to be saved there, but nevertheless, still still the same. We talked, uh, or I talked earlier about the mothballing of sites. If you've got a site that had, a, I don't know, um, a gigabit circuit, um at, at three or four hundred meg you know a big site and you're now mothballing that it's probably pays to look at what the alternatives are for that site oh absolutely i think like you say that there's lots of pockets of opportunity here for cost saving um and if you've i think what a lot of organizations are struggling with is having the resource to do that necessary analysis a to get the understanding in the first place of the basics of what is out there um, but then be trying to understand what can be switched off, um, what can be um, um, you know, re-tariffed, um, is it still fit for purpose, is it still needed, is the right um, charge being um, paid for it? I think a lot of organisations struggle. Oh, that's a really good point, Claire, sorry. Please, go on. <laughs> the, just really important there. So the, the first phase is what have you got? Second phase is what should you have? and doing the work to, to 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 get rid of those excess connections, licenses, services, et cetera. But then the third phase, and again, many customers struggle with this, is understanding, understanding what the right price for those services are. Um, and that's, you know, hopefully something we can help them with. But it's really important because if you don't know what the right price is, it's very easy for your supplier to come in and say, oh, this is the best price I've ever given for this service. It's yeah. brilliant. Take it. And then organizations come to us and say, oh, I've been told, you know, and the people aren't naive. That's why they've come to us because I've been told this is the best price ever. What do you think? Sometimes it is. Sometimes it's really good pricing, but often it's not. Often no. it's pretty appalling. And I tell you what, the something that we're seeing, I think, for the first time um, in my experience at TNC is not just um, I can do you a really good deal in this. I promise you this is a really good price. What we're seeing now is actually increasing costs, which we've seen a decade of reducing costs. Now, for the first time, we are actually seeing increasing costs. Um, and you touched on this a bit at the, at the beginning with sort of pressures from the supplier side. What sort of cost increase situations are, are we finding? Not not to go too much into specifics, but the sort of things that uh, people listening to this might might have to cope with and, and what can yeah. be done there's probably probably three things. One is that that view of, oh, you know, I'm really struggling here to get you a good price, Mr. Customer. Two is um, putting inflation clauses into renewals and contracts. Um, 
And what was going to be my third? I can't really remember now. I should have written it down. Um, I'll tell you I, what I think it might be. <laughs> I'll take a guess. And it might be some legacy services. So, for instance, PSDN, because it's coming end of life, if you're having to um, renew those for an yeah. extra year because you haven't got a new service in place to tackle that end of life position yet, you'll shockingly find that rather than the PSDN price going like this, it will go like this. Um, and not just PSTN, some other legacy services we're seeing are starting to take that turn as well, which can be quite the shocker if you've just, as you probably have, put that same price in for PSTN over the past few years or thought it's been going down a couple of points, it will now start going up. Um, and that can be that can be quite shocking. In those sorts of scenarios, Adrian, are we, what are we generally finding companies are, are doing? Do they try to renegotiate on those or is so two, it two things i guess um for those legacy technologies and you're right some of them have been uh quite surprisingly uh large increases um there's not much you can really do because they are legacy technologies there are a few organizations that want to take them on and actually it's about trying to get off those uh legacy technologies as quickly as you can not always easy um and you know goes full circle to what are these PSDNs? What do they do? Are they in lifts? Are they, you know, door entry systems? Uh, you know, I don't know what these old mega streams are doing at, at my industrial location. They might be really important. I don't know. So you've got all those challenges. But typically, there's unfortunately, there's not much you can do. So it's a, a review of the contract. What, you know, can my supplier increase as much as they have told me that they're going to have to? And if they can, then yeah, it's really about trying to, to move away from those services. In terms of um, non-legacy, so current services, then it's a, it's a choice. It's a, a negotiation with your incumbent to say, come on, this is not market price. I've spoken to my friends at TNC. They've told me what it is. You need to do better. I think, unfortunately, it often means going out to RFP um, because you and I, Claire, and I, we've both been in this business for too many years that you get the best prices when you drive uh, your incumbent and the market through an RFP. Um, that that this is the best price I can do. You know, I've been into finance. They're shocked at how good it is from an incumbent. And then you run them through an RFP and a month later, the price has dropped another 10, 15%. It's like, I thought you said this was the best price you could ever do. Yeah. Amazing what competition that fear of loss will do. Yeah, very familiar tune that we've heard, as you say, many, many times over. I tell you what I think is maybe a bit different with that tune now, though, is that um, a lot of our clients might not be as familiar with what they might be expect to be paying anyway, because so much new technology on the marketplace. Um, and we're seeing particularly in the WAN space, but also different approaches to um, data and customer experience journeys in the um, uh, unified communication space, which means that there's an awful lot of new, quite complicated models on costings coming through. And if you're trying to model and budget for that um, at the same time as, you know, coming under, the, you know, the finance department may be coming to you asking for that forecasting and budgeting, um, you know, trying to make sense of it with these new technologies and the sort of as a service type of licensing you might have to be dealing with makes it all, again, part of that uh, bit of a storm for our clients, doesn't it? Yeah, and, and again, wraps around to another one of our services in terms of strategy development and helping organisations understand what it is they need. Um, so again, a, a little bit similar to, do you need all these mobile devices? 
do you need all these services in the contact center? How many of your uh, agents need, you know, uh, I don't know, call recording? Maybe it's all of them, but, you know, how many supervisors do you need? Um, and actually really ensuring that what you're buying is what you need today and obviously be prepared for the future and future proof and understand the costs of expansion and, and adding new services, but only when you need them. Don't pay for all those services now on the basis that, well, we think we might need those services in the next one to three years. Well, you know, one to three years might be three years and you've paid for three years for a service you've never used. And again, we, we see that commonly when we come to review services and go, oh, why are you paying for this? Uh, well, we thought we'd, we were going to roll it out, but we didn't. Yeah. And then I think um, an area uh, uh, with managed services, which is very close to my heart, once you get that um, strategy nailed down, you've got your requirements nailed down, you've hopefully got your cost model nailed down, keeping that healthy in the life of the contracts and making sure that you don't find yourself back in this position where you're trying to identify, for instance, zero billing lines um, so that you can cancel them out or trying to identify unused services, keeping the supplier honest in terms of their cance cancellations and trying to keep the billing in a clean and healthy state is often something that, again, with um, reduced team sizes in IT can be something that a lot of organizations struggle with. So. Um, yeah, challenges, it sounds like across each phase of the um, life cycle for telecoms mm. when it comes to cost saving um, from, as you were saying, that sort of initial baselining and understanding through the strategy, um, negotiating with suppliers and then keeping the billing healthy. Um, yeah, and, and remaining flexible. You know, it's a fluid situation. I've got quite a few customers at the moment whose requirements are changing through the life of an RFP yes, um, and it's easy it's easy for the procurement people to um, at the beginning get those requirements from the business run the RFP and say there you go and I think you need to keep that constant loop uh, many organizations have IT involvement through the process but if it is extracted and, and divorced from them you've got to go back around that circle and go right we're going to buy x number of these is that still the, the right number yeah absolutely so i feel like we've talked a lot about the challenges um of which there are many at the moment in terms of cost saving but uh hopefully here at tnc we can help provide that bit of a light at the end of the tunnel all these challenges that we're talking about in terms of helping you understand what's out there in your estate um understanding what you should be paying in, in terms of the market and understanding your requirements uh are all things that we can assist with um, and indeed helping clean up your estates in terms of um, cost saving if you have immediate pressures now or oh. or need to keep your they, yeah they, they, that, that's something that's often overlooked as well as those really quick wins so yeah running an RFP to drive a competitive price could take months six months nine months uh, installing new services again similar period depending on what they are but the quickest wins are are those sort of what we how, how would we describe it now? We used to describe it as audit and cleanse, Claire, but what would we describe it today? As... We describe it now as cost optimization, Adrian. Cost optimization. <laughs> there we go. Yeah, um, we're basically saving money, folks. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. So I'm conscious we're running out of time for today's podcast, but uh, happy to end on a happy note. Um, so we'll draw it to a close there. Thank you, Adrian, for those many uh, very valuable tips on all the many ways you can um, save money within your telecoms estate at the moment. Uh, thank you everybody for listening. 
If you have any questions or you want to ask us any more about the ways that you can save money with your business or cost optimised, uh, as we said, um, or have any other network or telecoms queries, do get in touch via our website, www.networkcollective.co.uk or any of the usual social media channels. And thank you again, Adrian. I hope you enjoyed that. Uh, very good. I love talking about saving money. I know you do. So uh, thank you again and look forward to talking to you again soon. Goodbye, everybody. Cheers. Bye-bye.